Welcome to the perfect place for imperfect people. This is the Local Church Podcast, and we hope this message both challenges and encourages you. Here's today's message. Welcome to Local Church, a perfect place for imperfect people. I'm Eric. I'm one of the pastors here. And yes, I am wearing pink sneakers today. It is October, and in support of breast cancer awareness, I am, I am rocking all pink today. You saw the pink Sherry's car out there. Listen, Debbie, we're celebrating six years cancer-free. For the rest of you who have, have gone through that battle, and for those of you who are praying for people who are currently battling that, they matter to God. They matter to us. And this is why today I'm wearing pink. But the other thing that I like to wear often is I like to wear my emotions, Anyone else wear your emotions just on yourself all the time? Like when I'm angry, I get real ugly. It's like I'm tense and I can't move. When I'm sad, I'm slow, I'm mopey, and I don't want to do anything today. And people know. I'm one of those guys when you ask, hey, how are you doing? Like I'm honest with you. So, so don't ask that question unless you really want to hear. I'm tired. I'm a little bit angry. I got in, kind of fight with my wife. Today. Like, like I, I just tell the truth. But when I'm happy... Oh, I can't hold it in. I'm like in, you know, uh, like, like some sort of musical, like West Side Story. I'm snapping, I'm dancing. Yeah! And, and I just want to share the good that's in me, the good news that has been communicated to me, to anyone and everyone. And I know I'm not alone. I know that when we hear good news, it's good for us. And l- listen to what Proverbs says. Proverbs 15.30, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and good news refreshes the bones. Proverbs 25.25, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news. And we know this here in South Florida because it is hot that if we don't drink water, we will become dehydrated. We will become angry. We will become weak and, and, and lessened in, 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 our, in our ideas and how we operate. And what the Bible is saying, just like we need water to refresh us here on earth, we need good news to refresh our soul. This is why we're in this series called Good News. So much bad news. We want to share good news. We want to share the good news. We want to celebrate some good news. And so I want to continue to do that today. Let's celebrate some good news. Daniela Del Vecchio. This week she finished her certification as a nurse assistant. Can we just celebrate with her? Hard work, well done. We're celebrating with you. Evan Williams, one of my friends, he's been praying for a new opportunity, a new job. He started it last week. Can we celebrate with Evan? This God opportunity that he's given him. Janet and Jacqueline right over there. Hey, we're celebrating that Jacqueline got connected in a college group this week. Celebrating that. Your mom wanted to celebrate that. That's good news. We know how difficult college can be sometimes. And now you have a community. We want to continue to to celebrate uh, Josiah Try. He's typically here leading us in worship. He turned 18 this week. Josiah is a man now. Josiah, you've always been a man, so don't, don't listen to what I'm saying. James, James is serving in the back. We're celebrating his daughter, Sienna, who she is a little evangelist in Kid Street. She's constantly handing out invitations, and some of her friends came to church over the past few weeks. We're celebrating with you, James. We're excited for what God is doing in your family. Doesn't it just feel good to share good news? 
It's contagious. And this is why we want to hear your good news. Last week, we put up a good news booth. Go in there, record, tell us what God is doing in your life. We got some great stories last week that I can't wait to share with you in the upcoming weeks. But we want to hear and we want to celebrate what God is doing in your life. You can always go to the localchurch.com slash good news. And there you'll find all the good news gifts that we've been able to bless people with. You'll find all the, ser- the, the sermons in this series. You'll also find some resource how you can invest and invite other people to experience good news here. But there you can also submit your stories and share with us what God is doing because we want to celebrate that. Not only are we communicating the good news and celebrating the good news, we've also wanted to create some good news. And over the past several weeks, we've been able to give away $25,000 to bless people here in our church family, just to meet some needs and give some scholarships. And today we want to do the same thing, but we're going to wait till the end of service, okay? Because I have some personal good news that I want to share with all of you today. This past week, someone reached out to me, someone who's very wealthy, and they said, I want to share my resources with you. I want to give you millions of dollars. And so... uh, He sent me an email. He was a Nigerian prince. (laughs) And he just, he got his father's inheritance, but it was hard for him to spend it. And so he said, I want to share it with you. If you would just send $1,000 to cover the paperwork to his email address, which was richprince87 at AOL.com. It seems legitimate, right? No, of course we know it's not. If I would have been foolish enough to send this guy money, I would have missed out. I would have lost my investment. I would have lost it and got nothing in return. And unfortunately, in this world, there's a lot of false hopes that leave us wanting more, that don't satisfy. And so many of us, we get caught in this this seeking and searching for things that we hope will give us life, hope will give us satisfaction, but never seem to satisfy. We go through substances and relationships and ideas and get-rich-quick schemes, and we find ourselves always lacking and wanting more because the only way that our soul can be satisfied is by receiving what the one who's created us, has for us. This good news that our sins are forgiven and we're accepted by Jesus and loved, that we're given a new nature, a new spirit, a new home in heaven forever, that we get to experience the fullness of God's grace and love for us every day while we're alive and forever. This is the good news. And why we've been searching after so many things that don't satisfy, the good news is that God has been seeking after us. But here's the crazy thing. We didn't do anything to deserve it or earn it. We can't. Everything that needed to be done Jesus took care of. When he hung on that cross, one of his final words was, it is finished. So we can't add to it. It's not Jesus plus baptism. It's not Jesus plus tithing. It's not Jesus plus serving. It's not Jesus plus living a good life. It's Jesus alone. Jesus always. Only Jesus can save. Jesus plus anything, it ruins everything. He's done all the work for us. And we've talked about that over the past several weeks, that this is the good news, that we get the grace of God forever. But today, what I want to talk about is what comes next. 
See, now that we've received this free gift of salvation, there's a part that we get to play. So here's the first big idea that I want you to write down. The good news was paid by Jesus, but we still have a part to play. This good news, again, I can't stress enough, it is a free gift from God. And all we do is, is we receive it, we surrender to it. This good news was paid by Jesus, but we still have a part to play in it. He's done all the work. We surrender and we believe and we receive it. And that, that's what faith is. That's what it means to have faith, to place our faith in Jesus, to receive everything he has for us. But I want you to hear this today. The reason that faith works is because faith works. Faith does something. I've titled today's teaching a provision, a positive outlook, a provision on provision. And I want us to understand that giving away is something that is good. I want us to understand what it means to have a faith that works, a faith that does something. See, one of our values here is faith happens here. And here's what we mean by that. Giving God all of who we are, that's the greatest gift that we can offer him. And a lot of you are familiar with that statement because you see it all around here. In fact, we talked about it about four weeks ago in the context of self-control and spending. And what I said several weeks ago is that when it comes to self-control and spending, a lot of us, we have selfish control. We hoard things. The more we have, the more we hoard it. And what I found is that when it comes to our faith, when it comes to this good news... It's very similar. We keep it to ourselves. We hold on to this good news for ourselves. So second big idea I want you to write down. The good news is a good that must be given away. The good news is a good that must be given away. James 2.14, he says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can that faith save him? And this is a very important question because a lot of believers, we talk about being saved, but we don't know what we're saved from. In fact, for a lot of Christians in the church today, the good news is really just good advice for us. Here's how you live a better life. You do this, and, and you're going to be a better spouse. You're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better Christian. And listen, there's nothing wrong with good advice. All of us could use some good advice from time to time. We all have blind spots. But the good news is not good advice. So here's what news is. News is an announcement that something significant has happened. And good news is not something to keep to yourself. Good news is something that must be given away. And so this good news that we're saved is the good news that we are saved from sin, from sickness, from death, from hell, from Satan. We are set free when we surrender who we are to the work that Jesus has already done. And James asked, can this faith save a person? Some of you are like, oh, what do you mean this faith? There are multiple types of faith? No, there's only one type of faith. 
There's only one faith, but like love, a lot of us, we have varying definitions of what faith is. So James, he gives us an example. He says in verse 15, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, hey, go in peace, be warmed, be filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Turn to the person next to you, ask them, what good is that? Is that even good at all? And you know what that is? That's religion. See, religion says a whole lot, but it does nothing. Religion likes to give these pious responses and canned phrases and throw out little prayers. Hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, when God closes the door, he keeps the window open. So just keep your head up. I'm praying for you right now. Can I just challenge us to stop praying for people and start meeting the needs of their prayers? Don't just pray. Be the answer to someone's prayer. Do something with what you pray. I'm hungry. Well, you know what? I'm going to pray that God gives you a sandwich. He has one, and it's in your refrigerator. Go and make it and give it to them. James asks, can this type of faith save somebody? And so many of us, we, we don't have a provision of provision. We don't see giving away as something good and we hold it to ourselves and we don't provide for other people's needs. And so James 2.17, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Do you know what dead people do? Not a trick question. What do dead people do? Nothing. You know what dead faith does? Nothing. Write down this big idea. Faith that's dead does nothing to show the good news to people. Faith that's dead does nothing to show the good news to people. Faith that's dead is all lip service and not lifestyle. It talks a whole bunch, but it does not do, it does not show. And there are a lot of Christians who have faith that's dead. They don't serve, they don't participate, they don't give. All they do is talk. And if all we do is talk, what good is that? It's no good. Because people who are hungry, people who are hurting, they don't care about how much you know. They want to know how much you actually care. So it can't just be talking. It has to be working. James 2.18 but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. James says that, that this argument in the church some 2,000 years ago was between these people who were like, I have faith and these other people who said, I have works. He says, let me try to show you my faith by my works so you can see what is really useful. And this argument is still happening in the church today. We have these two factions of people. We have the works, not faith people, and we have the faith, not works people. And the works, not faith people, they actually believe that you can do enough to be good. That you can earn and work for your salvation. If I just pray enough, if I give enough, if I'm good enough, if I pray my rosary, if, if I go to Mecca, if I pay off my karmic debt, then I can do some good. And that is religion. That's the other problem with religion. 
It tries to work and work and work when Jesus has already paid the price, when Jesus has already done the work. Do, 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 do. I'm just going to do more. I'm going to do more. And it's do, do. (laughs) He's done it all. There's no way we could earn it. There's no way we could be perfect. But Jesus paid the price so that we can be in relationship with God forever. And what do we do? We place our faith in what he's already done. But see, some people take placing their faith in him to the other extreme. So we have the works, not faith people. And then on the other side, we have the faith, not works people. And the faith, not works people say, listen, listen, we don't have to do all of that stuff, okay? None of that stuff is important. If all we do, and this is going to upset some of you, if all we do is preach the good news, that is enough. If all we do is tell people about God, everything will be good. We don't need to do all that stuff. The good news is enough. And this is what James has to say. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. And what James is saying is people who believe, listen, I don't have to do anything but preach the good news. Just tell people about God and Jesus. He's saying you're like a demon. Don't be mad at me. James said it, not me. He's saying you have a type of demonic faith. Oh, you believe in God? Well, good. So did every other good Jewish kid growing up. You believe there's one God? In Deuteronomy, we have the Shema, which which every good Jewish kid memorized. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. I believe that. So do the demons. And they shudder. See, there's a whole lot of people who believe in God. You ask them, do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. Do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe that Jesus was here. I believe in Jesus and I go to church. What good is that? A lot of people believe in God. A lot of people go to church. A lot of people believe that there is only one God, but a lot of people don't actually know Jesus. But the demons do. Mark 134, Jesus would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Luke 4.33, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon and cried out with a loud voice, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Luke 4.41, demons also came out of many saying, you are the Son of God, but he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. Some of us in here, we could pass the Christian test. Let's take one of the questions on there. Jesus is the Son of God. Well done. You passed along with the demons. Because it's not about the information you know. It's about what the information you know has done to transform who you are. It's about who the information is about and how he's affected your life. You can't say that I know Jesus and nothing's changed. You can't. You can't say that I love Jesus and not want to do something with that. James 2.20, 
He begins to hammer it in. He says, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is what? Useless. He's saying you're unwise. You're foolish. But I want you to be wise. And so he gives these two examples. He speaks about Abraham and Rahab. Verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works, made right by works, when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? Abraham, a lot of you know this story. He trusted in God for a son of promise. God granted him that son of promise later on in his life. He enjoyed this relationship with this son, but then God says, I want your son. I want you to sacrifice your son to me. So he goes up to this mountaintop and he's getting ready to sacrifice his son and God stops him there and provides a, a, a legitimate sacrifice, a replacement. And this is the greatest provision of provision that we've seen so far in the Bible. This is just a shadow of what God would do through Jesus, how he would give the Lamb of God, the true sacrifice, who would take away the sins of the earth, how he would provide the sacrifice necessary so we could be set free. But what James is saying is, what if Abraham would have said, I have faith in you, God, but I'm not willing to do anything about it. He had faith first, and he worked out his faith through his works. And it continues on. You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. We are not saved by works. We are saved by faith in Jesus to do good works. Faith is first and he was, his faith was completed by his works and the scripture was fulfilled that day. Now it goes back to Abraham's faith in Genesis. Abraham believed God. There's faith. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified, is made right by works and not just by faith alone. He continues on. In the same way, second example, was not also Rahab the prostitute. I want to pause right there. I want to let you know that if you've ever felt like you've done something that makes you not welcome, not worthy, not loved. The Bible speaks about God loving imperfect people with such incredible grace. Rahab was a prostitute. That line of work is the very same line of work that it is today. Was not Rahab the prostitute justified, made right by God, by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. He's saying, you remember Rahab? She was a sinner. But then the people of God came to her city and she surrendered her life to this God and she was transformed. And you can begin to see this transformation from the moment she surrendered. And now the people of God in her city, they're in a very dangerous situation. And so what she does is willingly places herself in a dangerous situation because of the faith that is in her heart. She didn't just say, hey, thank you guys for pointing me to the God who loves. I love you guys. Good luck. I hope you find your way. I'm going to be praying for you. God, make a way for them. No, no. She put herself in a dangerous situation because of the faith that God had given her. She didn't say good luck. She says, God has been good to me, so I want to be good to you. 
God has rescued me, and so I want to help rescue you. God has gotten me out of this mess of my life, and so I want to help you get out of this mess. Both Abraham and Rahab did something. They did something with the faith that God had given them. I want you to write this down. Faith that does something is what God uses to bring good news to people. Faith that does something, what thing? What God puts on your heart, obey it and do it. Faith that does something is what God uses to bring good news to people. And listen, if you're a guest today, I want you to know that from the very beginning of the year, there's been one theme that has been interwoven through every single teaching we've had this year so far. We've been focusing on this one idea of stewardship. 2021 is our year of stewardship, meaning that we're going to take whatever God gives us and do something with it. And what we have is not, is not nothing. What God has given us is, in fact, greater than something. What we have received is the good news, the gospel of Jesus. It's the power of salvation for anyone, anyone who believes. So what are we going to do with it? For those of us who have been set free by Jesus, who have this good news in our heart, what are we going to do with it? Here's what a provision of provision is. Write this down. God has provided for me, and I can't keep it to myself. God has provided for me, and I can't keep it to myself. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I may wear some more pink this month, but I want to let everyone know that whatever you're wrestling with, God sees, God knows, He cares. You matter to Him, you matter to us. And if you, if you had the cure for cancer, if you had the cure that would have no negative side effects that would heal someone of what they're going through, what would you do with it? If you had the solution that would save someone from their darkness called depression, what would you do with that? If you knew the way that someone could be in a relationship with God forever. What would you do with it? Would you hoard it to yourselves? Would you keep it to yourselves? Or would you give it away? See, I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to some people today. Some of you today, you've tried so hard to work to be approved and accepted by God. You think if I just give enough and do enough and do enough good that maybe one day I'll build up my account where I'll be acceptable to God. And what he wants you to know today is you can't do anything but receive what he's already done. It's grace. It's good news. And for you today, you can just surrender to him. 
You can just say, I believe that Jesus, you are the son of God and I receive your free gift of salvation today. And that's the beginning of a forever relationship with the God of all creation. Some of you, you need to surrender to that today and stop working and stop grinding and stop trying to prove yourself worthy. You're already worthy. He already loves you. Some of you here today, though, God wants to speak to some hardened religious hearts in this place where you become so comfortable with your faith that you feel like I don't have to do anything anymore. There are some religious people here who don't serve, who don't participate, who don't give, who don't help out. All they do is critique and criticize. The church should have done, and I can't believe Pastor Eric. When you're the church, you see a need, meet the need. God has given it to you, give it away. But for all of us today, I I pray that we would do something with this good news that he's given to us. That we wouldn't just be grateful for it, but we'd be urgent with it. That we'd be generous to give it away. Say, I want you to understand, this whole good news series and all the giving away and all the celebrating that we're doing is not for the sake of the local church, for the name and the logo and the ego of Pastor Eric doing it for the gram. No, we're not doing it for the gram. We're doing it because people matter to God and people matter to us. So it's never been about, let's see how much we can give and how much people can share so that we can have more people in the church and, and people will know who we are. The whole purpose has been for us, the people. We are the church. For his church to work out their faith in love by sharing this good news. So like we've done over the past two weeks and given away $25,000 today, our prayer and our hope is that all of us in here would be able to experience the joy that comes from giving. That all of us would be a part of what God wants to do in sharing good news with people who matter to him, with the world. And so today in this service and the previous service and the service after this, what we've done is um, we've taken out of our little, not our lot, and we've decided that the best thing we can do with the resources that God has given us is to use it to point other people to him. And so today in this service and today in all the services, we're giving away $20,000 to every single person in here so that, well, not $20,000 every single person because then uh, next week there would be no church. (laughs) In fact, we'd all be in severe debt. But we've taken $20,000 to distribute so that all of us can be a part of sharing this good news to this community that needs it. So our service guides right now, they're, they're going to be handing out some envelopes. And um, when you get that, there's one for, for every uh, person in this room. And in every single envelope, there is an invite card, just one. Some of those envelopes have a $100 bill in them. 
More of them have a $50 bill in them and the rest of them have a $20 bill in them. And I want you to open that, but here's what I want us to do. In just a few moments, we're gonna take time and we're gonna pray that God would give us a significant spiritual opportunity this week that God would put on our heart something or someone, that we would ask those two questions that we always ask. God, what are you teaching me? What are you growing in my faith? What are you teaching me? And the second question, what do you want me to do with it? How do you want me to do something with what you're teaching me, with what you've given me today? And then what God puts in your heart to do, do it. Obey him. What he puts on your heart, live it out. Do something good to someone else so that they know they matter to God by the way that they matter to you. And some of you, you know, it may just be as simple as paying it forward through the McDonald's drive-thru. You hand the money and the invite card and say, hey, pay for the person behind me and let them know that they matter to God and they matter to me. Some of you, you know, maybe you're going to take a little bit more step of faith and you're going to tip your, your waitress or your waiter a hundred bucks just for like a cup of water. But what we've been praying, what I've been praying, what I, what I believe God can do in this place if we surrender all of who we are to him is that a spirit of boldness will rise up in our hearts and we would just go to people that God puts in our heart and say, God told me to give this to you. You matter to him. You matter to me. He's met my most significant need. He's saved me. And so I want to help meet whatever need you may have. And I'm just believing that the Holy Spirit's going to use this this week. I believe that he's going to give us significant spiritual moments where we're going to be at the right place at the right time and give the right amount. And I'm excited to hear what God does through this. But, but I, I want to make this very clear as well. Who you are is far more important than what you do. And so if you need that money, it's yours. Use it. Don't feel like I got to do something when I could really use this. Just receive that free gift and use it for what you need it for. But I believe that a lot of us, we're going to give that away. I believe that a lot of us, that's just going to be a starting place for us. And we're going to say, God, you have given me so much and I'm going to multiply this and I'm just going to bless people because I want to be a part of what God is doing to bring this good news to our local community. But here's the one thing that I ask whatever you decide to do, whatever the Holy Spirit places on your heart and however you obey. And this is just a personal preference for me and for us as a team so we can celebrate next week. Whatever you do, would you share that with us? You don't have to make it public. You can go to the localchurch.com slash good news. You can send us a DM. You can just tag, you know, hashtag the good news. What, what is it now? Local good news. Just look at our social media. We'll, we'll tell you how to do it. Because next week... We're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate all that God has allowed us to be a part of. We're going to celebrate salvation. Next week, I'm telling you, invite some friends, invite some enemies even. God is going to move in the hearts of people. And I just can't wait to experience his generosity and his goodness next week with all of you. So share that with us so we can celebrate together. And I'm just believing that this is a significant moment for all of us as we love and serve our local community. Thank you for listening to the Local Church Podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you learned today. You can connect with us at thelocalchurch.com or by searching The Local Church on your favorite social media platforms. We hope you join us next week for a brand new episode. And remember, you matter to God and you matter to us.